You are now tuned in to the Free Play Media Podcast Network. Live, Chris Denman, and live we are. What's up, Trav? I'm Marlon Wayne. Oh, hey. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, going to throw <laughs> that out there, huh? <laughs> I'm Jada Foster. Hey, we got off. Roy Wood Jr. in. Roy, <laughs> nice to you? see you, man. It's great to see you. I'm I'm, I'm good, man. Serene <laughs> is here. how you describe your St. Louis morning. <laughs> yeah, I've been in a very chill, chill-ass mood, man. Yeah? I'm here in the city. I'm ready to eat some of this barbecue that y'all won't shut is up that what, about. Is that what you... <laughs> Is that what people bark at you? They're like, come to St. Louis with a barbecue. Well, I'm from Alabama, so like yeah. that's really all we have to offer in the South. <laughs> Meat and Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> like if you ask somebody what's a good church and what's a good barbecue spot, like you literally, that's a one-hour conversation. <laughs> <laughs> they have to go through their grandmother's favorite and their cousins. Yeah. and yeah. Like one person will tell you their favorite barbecue spot, and sure. three people will be on the perimeter eavesdropping. Right. And if that person doesn't mention the spot, then they jump in. Yeah, like, if I may. Right, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, he's telling you about that, but their sauce ain't as good. You want good sauce, <laughs> you got to go over to Jim Jams. Tell you Jim Jams got better. So then the other guy go, well, Jim Jams side orders suck. Well, that's true. They got horrible side orders. <laughs> but we're just talking about just pure barbecue. Where are you from? I'm from Kansas City. I'll beat your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'll defend all people in the South about their barbecue. Uh, very. They, they're all about this, whatever the hell this white sauce is now in Alabama. That's Go always figure. the big thing. Go oh, barbecue yeah. white sauce. I'm just like, <laughs> it's, it's meat, man. Yeah, just, I think we'll all be okay. And I feel Wait. the same way about church. I'm just like, is, is, is there a picture of Jesus inside? Oh, cool. I'll go. <laughs> Well, is the white yeah. sauce like a clam? Cha- like a clam? Like what is like? It's like cream a cream based type barbecue. It's not Alfredo cheesy or yeah. whatever. I don't even know. We can pull up the ingredients. I think there's some <laughs> vinegar in there or whatever. Did you taste it? Have you it's had it? It's not bad, but it's just people get all. You got to try. It. I'm like, <laughs> hey man, it's just sauce on top of meat, bro. It, it really it could be ketchup, and I would probably still eat it. Wise words from Roy Wood Jr. You guys need to go see Roy at the Funny Bone all weekend long. You can check him out. It's in Westport. If you guys aren't familiar, get out, see Roy, do some stand-up all weekend long. Uh, so you're in town. Where You're based in New York, Daily Show. Yeah. Yeah, we just had a, a friend move to New York to uh, to be your colleague. Who's that? Michael Costa. Oh, Costa. Yeah. I didn't know Costa was here. Uh, he pops through. He, he makes friends when he yeah. comes places. Yeah, he's yeah. a good dude. Costa's cool as hell, man. Yeah? Do you guys yeah. baptize new members by fire in a, in a way? I mean, how's that not work? not really a hazing culture there. No. That's Which upsetting. Disappointed me. We you didn't. What Michelle Wolf came by and uh, <laughs> Travis made her really uncomfortable. All those damn snowflakes at the Daily Show. That's probably why. <laughs> <laughs> this is a bullying culture, and we don't bully. No, you, you hear this, and you're you're part of the Daily Show. That's now. Uh, it's a pillar in in not just comedy. It also news. It gets picked up, and you guys are able to attack things in a really unique way that brings. Uh, information and entertainment. Same the thing time. that's interesting now about the show that I think a lot of people take for granted is that the Daily Show is still cooking in a time where there's far more competition. In yeah, the absolutely. Sphere. Very good point. You know, John Stewart when he first started hitting his stride, he was alone. Maybe um, I'll give you Bill Maher. I think he was cooking around. He was definitely cooking the same time. Certainly. Yeah, as John Stewart. But when you look at the, ple- the plethora of shows from a lot of people that got their start on The Daily Show mm-hmm. to be able to still find unique perspectives on the stuff where everybody's talking about it, it's a, it's a little bit more tough. And I have to tip my hat to the writers of the show because, you know, you know the black dude standing behind Trump acting crazy in Phoenix. <laughs> you know everybody's going to have something on them. Right. So what is your take going to be that's going to be so original and so different? that it still merits mentioning, even though everybody is talking about it. And that started to affect my comedy now, where now I like 
really start getting paranoid that right. someone else is gonna t- like right. I'll have like a, just a full blown race joke in the back of my head <laughs> somebody else wrote this come on we gotta dig deeper we gotta be original but that I would imagine would does that add to then the pressure because everyone knows certainly how successful the Daily Show was during uh, a Republican administration, say with George W. It took off essentially during that tenure. And so you're back in a situation where you do have a Republican governor, I mean, a Republican administration, obviously Donald Trump being who he is. Does that add Your a boy. little bit more pressure? <laughs> <laughs> he said it, I didn't. But he asked, well, does that add a little bit more pressure knowing that people are in- expecting the Daily Show to knock it out of the park when? this administration this Trump does something yeah I think like people try to act like oh this is good for comedy and comedy's popping now and and I feel like the comedy factories that we've always respected have always been those comedy factories very true and they've always been making Saturday Night Live creatively is as good now as it was under Obama of course but now because you're angry and because Mm. you have a vested interest in what's happening, right. you need a laugh. It's the emotional attachment to all of it. Exactly. Right. You're more attached to the end product. So now it seems like this comedy's coming out of nowhere. It seems like political. Uh, oh my God. This Samantha B. What is she doing? <laughs> She's great. Right. But then you couple that with the fact that you actually need a laugh. Yeah. Right. So it's just, it's more of a need. It's a, it's it's water in the desert versus, you know, water in your house. It's just you're thirstier now. How do, how do you... The water tastes better. It's the same 20-ounce Vasani. Right. <laughs> <laughs> With a red straw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but how do you... My question is then, I guess, us not being in the writer's room every day, we can decompress. Like, we can, like, we, well, we, at least we try to. We can sort of kind of put the phone down and sort of kind of turn the TV up. But that's kind of... That's part of your job now is to be immersed in what's going on every day. And it's very... I would imagine draining considering yeah. that this particular president gives you something almost on the hour every hour. I have to literally just unplug on the weekends. Yeah. Smart. Mm. <laughs> because I've also learned more often than not with this administration that whatever is news on Friday will be an afterthought on mm. Monday. Yes. Right. So the concept <laughs> of keeping up with the weekend news cycle for the sake of having a joke to pitch on Monday, mm-hmm. nah, let's just see what cracks Sunday <laughs> After right. 4 p.m. Right. It doesn't matter the level either. Like, I mean, it could be huge. Like, well, this is the first time in American history this has happened. He will up it by the weekend. Yeah. Be over. Like, we have our show, and this is where it's already stressful in terms of trying to just—because I really do believe that on some absorbing negativity type stuff, mm-hmm. I don't want to get all mm-hmm. psycho brain, right. whatever. No, bring but, it, please. We love it but here. But constantly <laughs> feeding your brain with that has to do yes. something to you. I don't know what, when, but right. eventually it will probably show its effects on us as writers and performers across all shows because you have to absorb that stuff every single day. And then on top of that, you've go, imagine going the whole day. Our day starts at 9 o'clock right. with a hour-long writers meeting where everybody is 20 people in the room producers correspondents we all shoot the shit about whatever happened the day before right Mm -hmm. and talk about and you flesh out a show everybody gets assigned a script a couple jokes to write you write your jokes you do rewrites Mm -hmm. around two o'clock you go to rehearsal you tighten up what you did at rehearsal to get ready for a six o'clock taping and then at 4 30 scaramucci gets fired What? Right, right, right. So now you have to go back and start over again with a blank sheet of paper. Wow. And write these jokes because this will be all everyone's talking about about. by Mm. 11 p.m. Wow. So screw everything you just (laughs) Isn't that thrilling? It's thrilling, but it's literally flying with no parachute. It's literally jumping out the plane and getting the parachute on the way down. Like, it's that wow. type of... That's it, stress. Cost you your, yeah. Cost you your creative life, too. Mm. You're the Daily Show. You don't get to screw around right. and hope so it goes well. You have a new topic to write about, but now you only have two hours mm-hmm. because Instead the, of the audience just loaded in. And you can't right. let the audience sit there all night because now they're drained and now you don't have an audience that's alive right. and laughing at all the stuff you just wrote. So... To me, the stress is twofold. It's Mm. in creating the material, but then also keeping up with the brevity of the news cycle Mm -hmm. and making sure that the material that you do is fresh and relevant and still has an opinion and still 
points and shines lights on things that people normally wouldn't have paid attention yeah. to. How, so how do you recover from something like that? Like, what do you do to like decompress so that you can come back and be as creative as you would like to be or as you are used to being? For me, my stand-up helps. Mm-hmm. I get out in New York and probably do sets two nights a week. I don't really talk about a lot of politics right. like, mm-hmm. on stage. Like, I touch on it. I dabble in it. I'll talk a little bit about issues right. or race or something like that. But I'm not going to sit on stage for an hour and talk about Mnuchin and why this dude. And right. did you see Paul Ryan? Right. It's like, nah, man. I do, do you, do you find yourself yeah. being debated or challenged at your stand-up shows based on being a member of The Daily Show? Um, every- or would it, or would, it, would it be more of a... It would be on you, wouldn't it? If you would bring it up, then it's going to maybe come out. But if you're not yeah, bringing it into the picture. Yeah, I was in Phoenix a week ago, and I, I did a joke about, um, how can I put it so it makes sense so nobody gets pissed at me? <laughs> <laughs> I did a joke about people who clap too hard for the police. Okay. Oh. It's basically the <laughs> right. joke. And I saw a dude kind of squirm in his seat a little bit. And right. I've watched enough brain games on yeah. National Geographic <laughs> <laughs> to learn how to read right. negative body language. Right. And I could tell this dude, and this is just off the premise. I uh-huh. haven't even got to the joke yet. Right. <laughs> and this dude is already like, what the fuck is this going to be? And you're already no longer in a position intellectually to receive the joke. You right. Correct. Right. You're right. walled up. The yeah. wall is there. And so I yeah. have to perform over your premonitions because mm. oh, wow. you're charged up and you're ready to argue. And you see the the videos of people throwing glasses at comedy. John Caparillo had a glass thrown at him on stage by a Trump supporter. Really? Yeah, YouTube that shit. That's terrible. Oh, so wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah that- so, and I'm not here to go to war with people. For me, my comedy, the goal has always been to make you look at something from an angle you would have never considered. Mm-hmm. Right. And no matter what side of the line you sit on an issue, here is a different angle. Because the whole point of the cop joke, it wasn't that I wasn't, cla- I was at a baseball game and the announcer says, give it up for the police. Everybody clapped. Right. But the dude behind me just clapped. Too hard. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know, and I can't say that's racist. I'm not saying it was racist or Blue Lives Matter, but just, it just, you can feel the heat coming off his hands. And I didn't know whether or not that was like him looking at me to see if I clap. Ah, like, uh, yeah. You better clap for the police. Like I'm, like, I'm, I'm gonna, watching you. <laughs> like I'm gonna take a Kaepernick knee in the middle. Right. Just pull a jersey out of I, you. Like, ah, see. I have two badges in my family, and so for me, clapping for the police is a no-brainer. But right. I just felt like we heard two different things, right. and that's all I was trying to get mm-hmm. to do to understand is that as a black person, I hear an announcer, I hear an announcer go, you know, ladies and gentlemen. Please give it up for the law enforcement community and keep you safe. Like, that's what I hear. I right. just hear it. And I just felt like that dude heard the announcer say, niggas, fuck them. You know that? <laughs> <laughs> we can all agree on that, right? Lock them up. <laughs> and he was just clapping. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think? And you. <laughs> <laughs> and by the time I got to that punchline, man, I wish I could say that. <laughs> the guy was on board, but just the the premonition of it, the the, the just instantaneous, right, line, right. He seizes up, and so as a comic, now you have to perform and navigate that, which I enjoy. That to me, that is exciting. Is taking someone who thinks they're going to disagree with me mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. yo-yoing them back. That was the one thing I always enjoyed about George Carlin is that he could make you laugh at something you did not agree with. Mm. Mm. If I can make you laugh and you you know deep <laughs> down you don't agree with this, right? Like that, like th- that opening line. Carlin had an opening line, bro. Um, I can't remember which special. It might have been live in live in New York. Um, did you ever notice the type of women that are at abortion rallies are the type of women you wouldn't want to fuck anyway? <laughs> like, fl- but, 
it was basically an abortion. Yeah, right. right. But you don't know, is that pro-abortion or anti-abortion? <laughs> right. Or anti-women? Yeah, or anti-like. I'm offended. I've been to those. I'm offended. <laughs> and I know I'm hot. But that's like... <laughs> Jada, pipe down. <laughs> no, 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 no. There we go. There it is. Trump's America. So, <laughs> that, that type of stuff I enjoy. And so for me, that's more fun than getting on stage and just recreating what we do on television for nights a week. How does a seasoned vet that's been doing stand up for as long as you do make the decision to join something like The Daily Show? Like, you, I mean, you. No brainer. Show, uh, it was just a no brainer for no you. No brainer. I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the, take us through a little bit through the process. What, what Again, like, you've been doing this, you've been doing stand up for a while. Like, 20 years. I wouldn't say you, and again, I guess a lot of comedians will give different answers, but you may not have necessarily needed The Daily Show, but what motivated, what, what was the, the sell point? What was that? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm at this point in my career. This makes perfect sense. Yes, let's jump on it. Well, first of all, I'd auditioned for The Daily Show previously in 07 mm. and shit a brick in the audition. <laughs> really? <laughs> what did that look like? like? <laughs> Do you recall like the what actual that was? brick? Like you started wearing diapers after? <laughs> I literally just went in and just didn't, knowing what I know now, I wasn't actively listening to mm. the host when he's talking, like, you know how a journalist just does the simple nod as if they're taking in what the person in studio is saying to uh-huh. them? Right. I just wasn't doing that. Like, I was just staring. And oh, wow. shit looks weird. Ontario <laughs> 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 killer. looks weird. So it was a video right. audition. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so when I went back and watched other people uh-huh. after that, I was like, oh, I didn't do that. <laughs> I didn't do be that. the worst feeling. Uh. And that just, you know, new to L.A., hadn't taken my acting classes like I should have. And mm. so there's just a there was a lot of performance flaws uh-huh. that I did. Uh, second time around, I was a year off a of canceled sitcom on TBS. and Which which uh, sitcom? It's uh, Sullivan and Son. I thought that's what I was thinking it was. Yeah. Owen Benjamin and Correct, uh, Steve Byrne. Steve Byrne. So we had just gotten canceled. So for that next year, I was doing a lot of stuff on ESPN. I was just the mm-hmm. dude cracking jokes on their various midday argument show and you know, right. whatever. Um, and I think one of the Daily Show producers caught me on one of those shows and put a call in and I got an opportunity to oh, audition. Wow. That's great. So, but the audition for the Daily Show, you go in and you perform one piece that they wrote and then you also write a piece. You write an original piece. Okay. And you go in and you perform it with Trevor. And it's like oh, a straight wow. up audition and oh, chemistry wow. test all in the same burrito. That's oh, a real wow. deal. So man. it's like in, in high school, it's like original oratory. You go in, you're given a topic, you have exactly. to write it, and you perform it immediately. Did you have any um, experience with that whenever you you did this? Or were, no, they, did you know they what gave to us, They gave us a little bit of time. They gave us about a week to prepare everything. Mm-hmm. And that was that was very important for me. Right. So it gave me some time to rehearse it. And, you know, thankfully, my original bit was something that I would already it had already been kind of doing in my stand-up. So okay. it was material that I already felt good about and that I was very comfortable with. And it was just a matter of going in and just performing. So you do the audition, and then, you know, a day or two later, you get a yay or nay. For me, it was a no-brainer because Trevor was coming in as the new host. Right. I came on the same night, the first night of the show, the first night of Trevor, Right. I was on that episode. So for me, it was, all right, this is a show. It's going in a new direction. There's going to be a lot of eyeballs on it. We're going into an election year, so the mm-hmm. stuff that we do is going to matter. The contract's only for a year, mm-hmm. so even if it's horrible, at least people know me. Like true, no one's true. Go- like for all the people that have gone on from the Daily Show and done. Look at this guy; he's doing the success. He's <laughs> success. There's a lot of people that were correspondents on the Daily Show who you just did not hear from again. (laughs) And it's not to say that their careers are shit. Shot at Mo Rocco. No, not at all. (laughs) (laughs) What I'm saying is that those people still were able to do, you can't do the Daily Show and then not have shit else happen to you in your career. Right. Mm. At minimum, just being a part of this should get me two to three more years of at-bats in Los Angeles to pitch a show, to pitch this, to pitch yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Because of John Stewart's reputation, Trevor's wasn't going to be established in the year. Right. You're still figuring everything out. So I can at least go in. If Worst case scenario, I hate it and it's miserable. Then at the end of a year, I just get to walk into some exit. Yeah, you know I was on a daily show. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to buy my sitcom? <laughs> so for me, that's why I chose, decided to do it. I right. was like, And then I have a degree in journalism. So I get to do oh, journalism great. and 
talk shit. Uh, right. All right. So you have the perfect job. Like this is your dream job. It's literally the only job I'm I can so have for the for two you. things that I'm interested in. That's fantastic. Comedy and journalism. I love it. You guys go see Roy at the Funny Bone all weekend long. And today's show brought to you by Barrel Beard and Tattoo Oil. We're going to hook Roy up with a box of this handmade by Jeremy Stanton here in the St. Louis area. Hit it it's on your okay. elbows, man. It's really oh, good stuff. I'm, I'm not ashy. even kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It, it is really good stuff. Tattoo oil. It is. Beard. Yeah. Really? Beard Y'all tattoo have the oil tattoos? Hey, don't worry about it's it, man. Local. That's my, that's it is local. I don't have Literally, the tattoos. guy makes it uh, five minutes from here. Oh, so my gosh. You got to check it out, man. It's oh, uh, nice. It's big in every community, Travis. Look oh, at this I know. packaging. This is nice. It's got the little... Look at this. This is, this is a pitch man in the making. Mm, Roy, thank you so much, man. You got to get out of here. Does he I, uh, make whiskey, too? <laughs> Probably. You need is that to. actually Jack Daniels? And cream sauce. Yeah. And barbecue. Uses- like, if you didn't tell me this was beard oil, I would drink it. <laughs> <laughs> Go see Roy at the Funny Bone and watch him on The Daily Show. Thanks a bunch, man. Thank you all for thank having you, me. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it so much. So nice sure. to meet you. Hey, we're back. Great time with Roy Wood Jr. Travis, you enjoy it. We got him some uh, some new product from our new sponsor, Barrel Beard and Tattoo Beard Oil. Roy Wood Jr. You actually you kept composed for a black comedian coming in. It's well, I was slipping him my resume to give to Trevor Noah and <laughs> hopes that as it was, they'll let me mop the floors at the Daily Show. I wish they'd take your ass. Uh, <laughs> we've got we got a full house. We got Carly, myself, Jada, yeah. Travis, and then Travis's second favorite black comic, Nathan Orton. Yes. Thank you, joining. Yes. What's yes. up, Nathan? Hi. Good to see you, man. Former Target Practice Live, not former, once a champion, always a champion of you. Target Practice Live, Thank the second you. night ever. And uh, to date, the best one we've done, I'd say. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Definitely. No, definitely. I'd that agree. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't like the last one. I, all right. You're a I little was, pissy. I was scared going in because the uh, the tweet thing, I was like, this. I'm not going to be good at this. Yeah. So you like Twitter and in might, general? And everyone was bad at it, but they just kind of worked through. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to, every tweet was awful. Every tweet was fucking horrible. You didn't like it. And I'm just like, mine was, mine was the worst, I guess. Get him riled up. And, yeah. then I, and then my fucking, I think, and no excuses, but I don't care. It's all fun. But no excuses, I, but here's think, an excuse. I think my mic wasn't working. Uh, and then I did like a, a voice and, it, and everyone just stared at me and I got really uncomfortable. <laughs> and then they immediately were like, Bobby won. I was like, okay. The, uh, the, the, the young lady doing sound that night was so awesome and so nice. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about when I'm on stage so she kept saying something about having the volumes right and I'm like oh no it's fine it's fine after the first round Tim Convy comes back veteran of how many stage shows in, yeah. in his band mm-hmm. comedy he goes hey you gotta get that we can't hear like what's going on I'm like oh it's fine and then Tim talks me into it I'm like okay I'll go tell her oh, so wow. I go tell her I'm like hey fix the volume on this will you? she got offended and goes who who told you this? Like she knew I was an uneducated <laughs> oh, sound person. She came up to me and asked if I could hear it. I'm like, I, don't I could, know, I but can then hear I realized I'm right next to him. But. I, then I realized I couldn't. I wasn't hearing a ton yeah. of the stuff that was going on. So Tim was right, yeah. and it was really funny to see a struggle between a former musician slash comic. <laughs> And uh, a sound person. Wow, the real loser <laughs> that night was the sound girl. <laughs> I, w- I bet her tweet was terrible. Uh, yeah, <laughs> she had she sent a bunch of fire stuff out. So Nathan is a comic here in St. Louis. We're uh, we've worked with him a bunch, man. We had a blast uh, a week ago. Yeah, that was fun. Be- yeah, you. Here's something that cracks me up about you. So do yourselves a favor. Google Nathan Orton MMA, um. and then you see the first <laughs> video that comes up, and you see. I'll just let you Google it. Yeah, so check it out. So Nathan has a habit of telling me how nervous or whatever he was, and I just like, I like picturing you head kick knocking out somebody as you tell me you're nervous. He talks about it all of the time. No, I've brought it up twice. No, 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 all of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He really does. I'm just like, he journals about it. Keeps your picture. I think he wrote a poem about it. Yeah, it's actually the background on my phone now that I look. But no, I think it's funny that you could still, you could have that confidence and then you're, a growing comic. You just won St. Louis's uh, funniest at Helium. Thank you. 
you're welcome personally thanking <laughs> me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are, you, are you noticing a trend at all the uh, competitions you <laughs> yes, do? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I just follow Nathan all. I've got the, oh, he's going to take this one. Yeah. I've, Nathan has his own Illuminati and its name is Chris Denman. Yes. <laughs> if Nathan wasn't an athlete, would you, would you have voted for him as many times as you have before? Oh, Duke Taylor would have taken it home. Yeah. <laughs> in a heartbeat. Jo- Joey B's was fun. Yeah. Uh, and Duke, I'm sure he killed it. I had to leave. He did really well. Went. Yeah. I wanted to apologize because I left without saying goodbye. I, I knew you were hurry. busy as I knew you were busy as shit, so I figured like, oh, he's gonna Hollywood me. So it's not big fucking deal. No. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I did an Irish goodbye to the least Irish person. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Got him some water. What the hell is that all about? I know. I was gonna like, thank uh, you. Didn't even tip. Tim. Thank you for that. <laughs> thank you. Travis has been off all week. I'm I'm glad you've you've rectified this. Well, Chris situation. makes a good point. I find that interesting that you do get nervous on stage, or you say you get nervous before going mm-hmm. on stage when every time we've seen you, you're always prepared. Uh, you're always very confident on stage. Like, where does that nervousness come from? I don't, I just think, uh, I think I harness the energy from, that sounds so stupid. <laughs> no, I love it. I just, yeah, you get nervous. The, the more hipty-dipty, the better. Yeah. Bring that. Like, what I do is I get really nervous, and then I massage my nipples while breathing deeply, and it just alleviates all the pain inside of me. I, Oh, so you no. did yoga this morning when you woke up. Before I actually you jumped did. In the car. 25 really? minutes, well, med- I just meditate. I believe on? in all that shit. I think it's That's just because right. I don't know. I don't. You're among friends. I don't. Yeah, okay. We're all. He looked that. nervous up until you said that, Jada. Thank you. She's very reassuring. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> she does. She puts a little nag champa on the end of her sentences, doesn't she? Just calm it. Calm it. That's how it goes. How well, long you been? How long you, what do you, you have incense, don't you? So much in bulk. Okay. <laughs> in bulk. As we're sponsored by a float center, a Presence Float Center, use promo code yeah. WAL for $10 off, and uh, a beard oil company today. So that's uh, exact, it's exciting times here at uh, the Hippy Dippy We Are Live podcast. How long have you been doing stand up? Five years now? Four years? Uh, a little over four. I guess four and a half. Yeah? Yeah. Feeling good? Yeah, I love it. I'm going, going at it. All right, it hard. thanks for coming in, Nathan. <laughs> I have a question. I have a question for Nathan. So, whenever you made the decision to do stand up, mm-hmm. was there a little bit like, did you move a little bit slowly or did you just dive in and you were like, I'm writing this many hours a week, I'm going to do stand up this much, like this many times a week, I'm going to go as much as possible? Yeah. Did you like make that your focus? Yeah, it, it took a few years to get serious to where I was putting in the work that you need to. And I still, need, you know, you always need to work harder and mm-hmm. harder. But yeah, it probably took probably the past year and a half. I've been treating it like a job. Okay. How many nights a week? Um. Well, there's open mics. There's three on a Monday I try to hit, two on a Tuesday I try to hit, two on a Wednesday, and wow. one on a Thursday. Then it dies down. So you have to get like real shows Friday through Sunday. You stay pretty busy on the show circuit. You're going, yeah, you're getting yeah. ready to head somewhere today, right? I'm, yeah, I'm fortunate. Yeah, I'm going down to uh, the Ozarks. The Seven Hills Winery. Oh my gosh, that's fantastic. Is it, are are oh, you yeah. headlining it or who, who are you going with? It, uh, so Dan Frigolet, he did the Make oh. Me Laugh. Well, you also won that one. Yeah, I won that. <clears throat> and now I'm on uh, his little tour. Yeah. Uh, or little, that's how I'm fucked up. But he, I'm on his large tour. You're trying to be self-deprecating without yes. making fun of him. I get exactly. It. Yeah. Fucking, fucking. What do we know? What do I know Frigolet from? Well, talking to the mic. Where do I know Frigolet from? And then he, <laughs> he, this is so intimate sharing this mic with hey, you. Yeah, yeah. I, this has been turning. This is this is kind of cool. I do. Maybe like. we'll, I'll have Nathan take a picture from his point of view of where you guys are at. And uh, no, yeah. Dan Frigolet is a comic. Travis, did we, we meet him in L.A.? No, okay. no. He we had him on our show. I took a few. In the evenings, whenever we were on, and he oh, was coming Dan through. Oh, Dan Frigolet, of course. He's from, Dan Frigolet. Yeah, he's yes, from New Jersey, and yes. he's, uh, I don't know his actual credits. Has he been? He was on Boardwalk Empire. Yeah, he was on I that. don't, I mean, I'm a, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, how much. He was on it. I didn't he's see. He's just regurgitating what he's heard. I, I, exactly. <laughs> I've never seen that show. Yeah. I just know the dude, from Adam Sandler's friend with the big eyes is like that made him like a serious actor. Steve Buscemi. Yeah, he's yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah. didn't know his name. <laughs> I'm I'm bad with the names. Are you gonna right. do it at the Ozarks? That's the uh, I I know your comedy well, and um. <laughs> I, 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 so so I'm uh, naturally curious as how do you expect this to uh, play out this I'm weekend? A, I'm gonna offend old white women. <laughs> mm-hmm. Actually, old white women. I was in Dayton and like these three old white ladies came up to me and said, "You're 
we really appreciate your humor being smart and not dirty. And I did a joke about eating ass. <laughs> so I was like, they're just perverted old ladies. <laughs> now, and I just, and I recently saw Nathan uh, at Helium. He had uh, opened for DC Curry. Yeah, just, and uh, obviously, great, great, when, great dude. No, he I really, he really guy. was. And what I love about, I think Nathan maybe picks up on this, like with, um, with black crowds or predominantly mm-hmm. black crowds, uh, they like to, it's like call and response. So when you nail a joke, they're like, oh boy, that boy, oh, yeah. that boy, funny boy. Like he got so many of those that night. Nathan is quickly, as somebody who goes to a ton of shows, Nathan is someone you stick in a black, on a black show. No, sure. and, and I've always said, we even said that with DC Curry and a few other black comedians, like that, that to work a, a, a black room mm-hmm. uh, is you have to take it up to a little bit more of a, a extra gear so but nathan was just so in a zone there where like i said he got that call and respond like black women oh boy i tell you they, I was they like, exclaim i, I was like black that's, that's my nathan he's doing it he's well, killing you, it you grew Thank up you. in north county in st yeah. louis yeah so is it, is it a comfort factor from from the get-go maybe definitely so like i'm myself around black people i don't try to hey what's that and like oh i just my God. keep it myself <laughs> i've seen right. white people try to change like, it's like don't do that like my veins are through the phoniness Right. I, I so can't. leave your do rag at home, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to. Which that's something with uh, he and I. We've gone. We've seen, and I it it sets me off. I'm just, who are you? And this is the shittiest character yeah. acting I've ever seen. I can't deal with that. So I yeah. Can't. So you're very real about it. Yeah. I, I well, I don't mean to like stereotype with positive traits, but black people tend to just not be phony, mm-hmm. and and like they're the crowds. They if you suck, they will stare at you. If you're great, they will applaud like yeah. there's none of this like n- laughing to be nice there's no charity laughter right. that's what I like about it in the beginning <laughs> oh, very true. I, I had a girl go next like <gasps> oh yeah oh, no. how do you overcome that like how do you like you don't reach that <laughs> so you have a journal too where you write yes. all about the pain right. mm-hmm. yeah. there's not you jokes in that notebook <laughs> yeah. there's tears notebook. it's plans <laughs> he has his nighttime notebook and his morning notebook oh, and the nighttime exactly. is pain do you and think the morning th- after yoga is all pleasure thank you you're welcome oh, so you know. Man, you guys just want to breathe softly into the mic for another half hour? Yes. <laughs> Inhale. That's right. The ambiance, the, the beard oil's permeating a, the room. There's a good chi in here. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's the beard oil. It's the smell of the beard oil. Yeah. I can't grow a beard. That's offensive. Yeah, that's kind of... We're, we're Maybe it, it chest it. hair? Armpit hair? I don't... I'm very hairless. You're I think it's because I'm hairless. Native American. You want to open the door? Yeah, enough. Here it is. I'm just talking about your face. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'll let you tell me. Your face and your taint. Okay. You've got the paddles. You take the boat wherever you want to take it. Do you have a journal for that, too? Yes. My taint? Today it itched. There was a throbbing earlier. Schmeg. We do always ask all of our comedians when they do come in here as far as their the end game. I don't want to say end game. I guess the where where you see yourself on the path where you're going to be. Where where is Nathan Orton going to be? Something really formal. Yeah, you got real serious. But don't be modest about it. Like we really want to hear people like I'm going here don't, and watch me do it. I don't give a damn what he's going to uh, do. He really cares. <laughs> Remember, yeah, so, he is a journal dedicated so to So, like, I, there's no reason to do this if you're not going to be, I mean, anything for that matter, if you're not going to be confident. And yeah. I, I see myself making it. And I uh, I have a video I'm, I'm going to get to up to Canada. Okay. Just for laughs. Just and for I, laughs. I, nice. I plan on being the new on the new faces uh, next year. Nice. That's that's what I plan on. That's what I'll be doing. So. Yeah. What you so you come from? Don't worry about the lack of modesty. <laughs> <laughs> you come from a family that's had stardom and looking into it. Yeah. Your dad, your older mm-hmm. brother, household names yeah. in houses where Cheeto dust is all over people's fingers. Relax. But you, you, <laughs> no, you you have a unique perspective of yeah. that. So. I could see, I mean, ceilings are a big thing, right? People, I mean, you, th- you see people succeed, see people go. Your brother's a giant star, and your dad, too. People talk mm-hmm. about your dad as well. Professional wrestling, Randy Orton, and yeah. Cowboy Bob Orton, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That's what, and for you to have their path that's already been made, 
Do you apply any of that? Do you disassociate with that? You don't tell people. Mm-hmm. I like that yeah. because you're actually earning it, and it's not, I don't know. You could probably finagle your way into a couple decent paydays, yeah. but then you get found out, and then you're kind of a fraud who's the wrestler's brother who does comedy. Do you apply any of that? Do you stay away from it completely? I, I guess uh, just the nuances of being part of this family. Um, I disassociate in a way where I don't try to ride off of it. Right. So I think it's kind of a, a benefit to me in a, in a weird... So people think it's a benefit where doors are going to be opened, but really it's an opposite situation where I know people are going to say, he just got there because of that, so it makes me want to work harder to get mm. funnier, right. to be undeniable, to earn it, to say, shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Um, so really... That's it. Just drives me to want to earn it. How and that sounds it? hacky and cliche, no. but that's the truth. Uh, no, that's a super unique experience. Right. That's, exactly, that's, yeah. that's I mean, that's fucking great. So, right whenever you were, how many did you amateur or did you do, go pro in MMA? Uh, I was amateur. Amateur. I, I have uh, hip dysplasia. I thought that was just a bit. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. My my hip. Uh, I've had I had surgery. So like that kick. That I did yeah. in that dude's face and knocked him out on YouTube that mm-hmm. you watched yeah. twice. Seven times this morning. Um, Seventeen. It, right. it, hurt, it hurt me more than him. Really? Yeah. If yeah. you think about oh, it. Oh, wow. So, yeah, because I... So my hips are messed up, but... I mean, that's another... I'm saying it start comedy, entertainment, things like that. Also, MMA, you may have seen some people looking at you weird because of whose brother you were. I don't think anyone knew at that point. It, it wasn't even that. It wasn't I, even something that was coming up. I don't think so. Yeah. So, how how about your family? They seem very supportive on Twitter. They are. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. My anytime, mom. anytime I'm sharing Trump's, Trump's <laughs> posts. <laughs> America. <laughs> I'm fucking redneck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I love my mom. She's so goofy. Are you close with your family? Very. They're great. Yeah. Like, me and my brother are real close. Uh, sister, brother, mom. Yeah, we're all close. There me was, and my dad, our new thing, we watch Game of Thrones all the time together. It's very dope. nice. What was their initial reaction? Like, when you was like, hey, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm putting all my energy towards. What was the <laughs> entire family initial reaction when it's like, uh, Nathan wants to do stand-up? Yeah. What was their response? I like picturing him going in and your dad be like, you're going to put those trunks and boots on <laughs> and you're going to get your yeah. ass into that squared right. circle. No, I, I sat my dad down and I was like, hey, I want to go into it, go into stand up. And it was like I was telling him I was gay. Really? Yeah, he power bombed me. <laughs> nice. nice. Yeah. No. Top rope. He's he's super supportive and they can see that I work hard. And I think the big thing for my parents is I have a full time day job. So yeah. They can't so really. Okay. But yeah, so they're just they're gr- they grin through it. I I think they they go they go to the shows and they see me not bombing and they know that I'm not like how huge is that? I mean, maybe you Jada, you're an actress. Carly, you've danced, performed. Travis, our stuff. Whenever we were two idiots that were like mm, try some radio in like two <laughs> years ago, and then all of a sudden you're getting the mm, not the worst I've ever heard. You know, people giving you feedback on stuff, and then all of a sudden people are like. Hey, when's the next event or when's this? That was funny. When's your next guest? Mm-hmm. Once people can kind of trust that there's something there, I think that takes a ton of pressure off family, friends, everybody else oh, whenever totally. they see other people enjoying your craft. I know with my family, yeah. When my family, and I think when you say, oh, they grin through it, that's when I think I was like, all right, well, at least I got that. Like mm-hmm. as far as with my family, um, it, it, I guess what we do is considered quote unquote unconventional. But I, I think once my... Um, my father, stepfather, my mother, they were all like, okay, yeah. all right, so I, I kind of sort of get this. Mm-hmm. And so once I got to that point, I was like, all right, that's 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 essentially all I need, as long as you just weren't like, uh, I just don't understand it. Yeah. Like, I didn't get that from the fam, so I was like, all right, that counts for me. Jada, you, you, you've been performing for a long-ass time. Was there ever that moment, or were you ever just... Well, I think, like, my I had valued, I was like, my, I'm... Then this sounds stupid, but I was like, I'm not always going to look like this. I need to create value elsewhere. So that's when I just started going to school and accumulating degrees. So I was just studying all of the time. And then last year I was like, okay, I'm doing this full force. And my parents were like, it's about fucking time. Like, thank you. So it was more like they knew it was coming and they were just glad that I made the decision to go full force instead of like pussyfooting around it, which that's kind of what I was doing with all of this. Like, I don't know. Carly, your dad yell at you for, uh, for your wacky ideas. Oh yeah. My dad thinks. No piece of shit. Oh, well, there it goes. All right. It explains so much, babe. We'll talk about this. Oh, my after dad, this. I literally have like five jobs. He's like, yeah, but where's your health insurance? I'm like, <laughs> we can talk about I don't that. Know. Too. That happens. So, Nathan, with your full time. 
Yeah. Health yes. insurance. I have fucking health insurance. Can I say that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you <laughs> can. I have cut loose, buddy. Fuckity fucking health insurance <laughs> through my job. I went and peed in a cup at a urologist just to check out myself, you know, mm-hmm. make sure I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. $250 to find out that I don't have chlamydia. Right? <laughs> so I want to know what that health insurance is covering. Right. Nothing. It's bullshit. Yeah. I'm angry. I think, just, I think just, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think buying the cups in bulk. Cost going ain't going to pay for itself, guys. <laughs> yeah, I was so mad. They send, And they send you like, you'll get you'll go pay your copay, and you're like, all right, that was it. Then you'll get a bill, and you're like, okay. Then you get another bill. It's right. like the doctor's office, the hospital. Bullshit. That's the only. I will say that's the one thing like about the Obama administration that really annoyed the hell out of me, and that like I feel like my parents really didn't talk about healthcare that You're much. You're gonna qualify the shit out of this, aren't no? You? But no, I'm saying essentially <laughs> what happened was like my parents didn't give a shit about healthcare, and then yeah. Obama started talking about it, and like every five said, "Well, you know, Obama got the care for you if you need it, baby." <laughs> I'm like, "What? You didn't give a shit about like why is it so pertinent now that all parents want their children to have healthcare?" It's like fucking Obama again. That's why I'm glad the we got a real wash. leader in White House. About <laughs> <laughs> time, am I right, everyone? <laughs> Ah, ah. <laughs> Travis Rell, everybody. Uh, St. Louis. So you're making your way up, and you've got a very a, a great goal with Just for Laughs for yeah, next year. Yeah. Are you going to stay in St. Louis? What's uh, What's the next city move? You see that? I feel like you can because you get a lot of stage time. You see people at that would be equal to you mm-hmm. in L.A. or New York. Maybe you get on, but probably you're going to drive 40 minutes, wait four hours, and maybe get five minutes for an open mic for one. So there's advantages being different places. Do you get to that Just for Laughs level, then go to New York, Chicago, L.A.? What's... Would you have a plan with that, or are you just going to keep rocking here? It's a good question, Chris. Thanks, um, Nathan. <laughs> He's like finally one. <laughs> no, so my no, my goal. So my goal when I when my goal was I got to relocate to New York. I was stressed out all the time and depressed and shit. And then yeah. I changed my goal just to more of a qual like a quantity of writing, and I changed it all Perfect. to getting better rather than wh- not where do I go, but how do I get there? I guess. Mm-hmm. So I'm just. Trying to, I'm just turning up the 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 work and not worrying about where I'm moving. Um, my next goal, that next goal, is the just for laughs thing. And um, people tell me, you know, I've talked to some people at Helium who say you probably need to leave, move to L.A. or New York. But I, I I don't have a date or anything for that. Yeah, and that's smart too. I think that's the that's the way to take it because even and again too, maybe opportunities are more plentiful. Jada, you've lived in L.A. We've been to L.A. several I times. Lived in L.A. in New York. Yeah, and um, you and you see the opportunities, but at the same time, I don't know, man. You just said you probably get work yeah. every single night and yeah. paid gigs mm-hmm. and and things like that. So, it, I I agree with with your point completely, and especially if you're writing all the time, mm-hmm. you know that when you do get dropped into that spot, you're gonna murder. Right, because you're prepared. It's all about preparation. I and and I'm not shitting on anyone in particular because I I haven't seen them, but I've heard stories. People go out to L.A. They mm-hmm. go to and everyone sucks. They just go like they just. They're just like, well, here I'm open, here. Well, yeah, I'm in L.A. I'm gonna I want to be famous, but right. like they're not funny. So when mm-hmm. I heard that, I was like, oh, well, then I'll stay here, work hard, and then when I do move out there, maybe yeah. I'll already have some sort of uh, credit. Yeah, and that's something where, I mean, maybe that is where you lean on your family. So, like, listen, your brother has an agent or something, Mm -hmm. and that's something that maybe you will get a meeting because of that, but the fact that you have all of this cred behind you, then that just sets you up even more. Yeah. Well, I think St. Louis is a great place from living in both places. Like, this is a great place to build all of those things Mm -hmm. because everybody has more time. There aren't a lot of people doing this, and the harder you work, yeah, the levels, like... I don't know. I'm I'm just watching people succeed in this space, and because of the internet, we have way more right. access. Mm-hmm. So you our just guest build list, it here? our guest list yeah. for for our podcast and radio show, as good as anyone on the coast oh, because totally. of people yes. coming through to comedy shows, and that's right. the style of show we do. We're not shooting for government officials to be in our yeah. show all the time. Right. But you're right. It's it's an interesting thing because you have a couple, two, three. Do we count Hey Guys as a good club? they got good comics that go through there. Um. Yeah, yeah, it's a club. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's 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 no. I, it's a room, like Josh Blues there. He's very funny. Yeah, he's funny. Yeah, uh, that's the dude with the cerebral palsy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's, that's what he is. Yeah, no, it's funny that he has that. 
No, mm-hmm. that's uh, hilarious. <laughs> no, 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 I remember him from uh, uh, Last, Last Comic, Comic Standing right? yeah. when I was a kid. Yeah, so I'm glad he's still doing it. I mean, no, I don't know. So three clubs that get big names. I'd say Helium and Funny Bone regularly. Laugh Lounge just opened. Laugh Lounge just yeah. opened. They're staying busy, man. Yeah, man. Jesse I see them Taylor. going. How? Uh, I don't know Jesse, and yeah. I I haven't been to the Laugh Lounge. How's it going out there? It's awesome. I've been up there for the open mic. They always got oh, good nice. crowds. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a huge room, so like it's right. naturally it's going to be hard to fill. But uh, from what I hear, they do. I haven't been up there on a weekend show yet. Yeah, I need to check it out too. They are pumping. It's it's literally, it's it's another great avenue. No, they had, for, I think, yeah, no, I think they had Paul Mooney there a, a couple thing. weeks ago. Yeah, they've had some. Yeah, they've had some serious heavyweights mm-hmm. uh, coming through here. I, I did want to ask you though, because you have had the opportunity to open up for some very good comedians, big yeah. national comedians. What advice have they given to you or when they come to town I guess maybe a better question is when those type of performers come to town they ask you to open are you more inclined to try to engage them to maybe bite their ear to get some advice about the industry or what is your approach when you have the opportunity to open up for the DC Curry types and and those type of comedians you know I really I lay back I ask them how they want to be introduced to make sure I get that right okay I say you need anything and then I just stay out of their way I don't ask them shit then eventually they approach me like, so how you doing? Because they get bored. And then you just start a friendly Mm -hmm. conversation and treat them like a person. Right. You're stuck with people for a weekend. And it's weird. I have a weird perspective of this because of what we do and some of our friends coming through. And it's funny, not necessarily funny. It's it's a weird situation to go back. You you had a comic that's a big name on your show that day, right? Mm -hmm. So they'll be like, hey, come back, have a drink. Then you see your buddy who's either opening or featuring for that comic and they're playing the respect game and you're back there and the comic's yelling at you, have a good time, drink, sit on my couch, you know, do this. But if Nathan walked back there and did that, you'd be a world-class prick, like just out of the the blue. Mm -hmm. So I always find that really interesting to see that dynamic because there's been a few where people are like, and it's just because the comic's being polite, but they're like, you can go in there. I don't need to go in there. I don't need to go back there. So it is... It is weird what we decide and who we decide gets access, whatever else, uh, and it all comes back to respect, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fun, you, to, fun to check out. Do you, um, is there uh, a comedian uh, that you've encountered or engaged, and you don't have to name names, but that- Yeah, you do. That, yeah. That, uh, <laughs> yeah. Is that, he covered uh, by insurance? No, Does he go by insurance? But no, has there been a comedian that you, get this uh, to go or a prominent Twitter comedian or someone that you've had to feature for uh, that has- uh, turned you off or has really go oh so you're that guy you know or girl man oh, and yeah. I, I i was even like thinking of this because i figured there's i've i haven't encountered any pricks somehow That's good i don't know how i've heard of other people doing right. it um but like i had david tell one of the nicest people in the world mm-hmm. and they're like uh, Rafe was saying this, you know, Rafe, uh-huh. he was like, you know, they say, don't meet your heroes, but like, and then we met him and he was so down to earth. Wow. So cool. He brought me on stage at the end of the show. To oh, wow. Me. He sat in the audience and had me do a joke. That's great. Are you serious, yes, dude? Oh, that's insane. <laughs> he, he, <laughs> awesome. he really put us on the spot, like in a good way. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, man. So I, I can only think of people I met who were just incredible. Right. Um, Yeah. But you're in. You're I'm too in a, nice. No, it, it, we. I mean, <laughs> they, how many people we talked to? I can think of two people that weren't awesome, and they weren't even like terrible. Say their names. Uh, Angela. <laughs> you're saying No, I don't care. Angela, what's her name? Johnson. Johnson. Angela Johnson. Mm, she's a little cold, and then uh, Tony Hinchcliffe. Not the most fun. Oh, really? But not not bad though so, either. So even our two that were like, mm, I don't know if they really liked us. You chalk it up to, they're in a sterile room doing radio on a time zone that they're not used to. Right. And who know, And who, they've done this 10 times before they came yeah. in here. Maybe, you know, so those, but even then, I wouldn't say they were bad and I wouldn't say they were rude whatsoever. Okay. They were tired. That's really yeah. good for two years of talking to comics once a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tony Henchcliffe, I I didn't know about him when he came through, and then I mm-hmm. found out he was super funny, like on the roast. Yeah, ro- big like for ri- roast riding, machine gun yeah. joke guys. Like that's yeah, he's he's cool. And so it's good to know that he wasn't uh, an not asshole. at all. And he's a he's a big Rogan guy. He's okay. uh, he's on Joe Rogan's podcast yeah, all the that makes time. Sense. You see those people get huge from that following. 
Mm, yeah. Nathan, is there anyone that you model yourself after? Like, or do you have like a, a compilation? Like there's people that you're like, I'm going to follow, like, uh, this is someone that I'm going to apply their technique, not as far as like riding goes, yeah. but just routine. I think, so like my top four comics, like my Mount Rushmore, they yeah. call it. Mm -hmm. So like taking out Carlin and Pryor, just because that's a, you're wasting the, <laughs> everybody yeah. already yeah. knows that. It just steals the spots for others. Dave Chappelle, Patrice O'Neill, Louis C.K., and so, uh, Chad Daniels okay. out of Minnesota. Mm -hmm. You guys probably know Chad Daniels. I've heard the name. That's a great fucking list. Yeah. That's yeah. a great oh, list. Oh, right on. I, 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 Patrice especially. I guess I, Patrice, I guess He's Patrice is the favorite. common denominator for every comedian we've had the opportunity to talk to in the last two years. Like, it always comes back to Patrice really? O'Neill. Like, every time when we had, uh, we had Donnell Rawlings in here, he's brought up Patrice. Mm -hmm. Gosh, I feel like... Rich Voss just did a lot. Yeah, Rich of, Voss yeah. just did, oh, a huge thing about, yeah. about Patrice. So, yeah, I feel like when it comes down to, if you had to make your, your Mount Rushmore consistently, I keep hearing Patrice, yeah. which just shows you how much of a loss he was to he, comedy. Oh, man, it's sad. Patrice, is, he's like Plato. You know, he's like a philosopher. Yes. Yeah, I don't think he wrote shit down. I think he just, hit, over and over, he just was always talking to people, thinking shit, to right. maybe talking to himself, who knows, right. on the car. <laughs> and he just had this brilliant perspective on life and these great little jokes he'd fall into. Yes. And he would trick the audience into... He would push the audience in one direction yes. and offend them until he made them respond in a way that proved that his point was right. right. And then everyone like is laughing with tears. Right. Like, this guy's a fucking genius. Then he dies because fucking health sugar. Habits. Yeah. He had the sugar. Why the hell you look at me, Chris? That's fucked up. Di it's I wish horrible it come quicker. shit, man. No, it's Diabetes, terrible. man. Yeah, it's, it's a weird uh, makeup of what makes us go after it. It's like you crave the thing that's going to put you in the grave, man. <laughs> Obesity is an epidemic in this country, and we shouldn't sugarcoat it. That's the fucking problem. Right? <laughs> Cut his mic, Sam. <laughs> okay, I have one more question. What is the one thing? God damn it. Why is Travis laughing so hard? I don't know. He's like, I lost three uncles last year. I'm about to lose my foot at the end of the week. Oh my God. Do you have uh, hyperglycemia? I don't think so, but now that you looked at me that way, it's like, <laughs> like, you, you, said like that. you saw a symptom in me. No. Like, Do you have Your reaction. No, I, I, tell, I tell him he's got diabetes and high blood pressure all the time. If I looked at you, I would not think you were diabetic. Oh, see? Nah, take that, Chris. Don't you yes. fucking look at me. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> no, Jeff's, Jeff's saying he looks diabetic. Dude, Jeff. Are leave, you diabetic? Leave making fun of myself. Don't ever Have you heard of intermittent fasting? <laughs> Jeff just touches breast. Guys, in my workplace. Yeah. If you not. guys want me to piss off everyone who listens to this, I can go into some details about some interesting shit. Intermittent Jeff, fasting, you said? Yes. That that just sounds like a time between meals. Precisely. Okay. But you <laughs> make it's a long time. That is that's very that's funny and true. But the idea is the inter the fasting part, you want to drag that out to like sixteen to twenty hours. Basically, you're eating one to two meals a day, but you get all the same calories, but you give your body this time to... <sighs> all right, see see how... That's what I'm Give me 30 seconds. So every time you eat... And this so motherfucker. Every time you eat, your blood sugar is going to go up. When your blood sugar is up, your body uses that as energy. Uh, whatever it doesn't use is stored in your liver and your muscles yep. is glycogen. That's then used. The third thing that's used is stored fat. But if we're always eating you're always going to have the blood sugar and the glycogen levels that aren't depleted, so your body uses that. So your fat never burns, which is why you just keep accumulating it And everyone in America. It's just, it's how they put, it's what they put in the food. So like, so you would rotate it. You'd do like breakfast one day, lunch the next day, dinner the next. So like a rough timing so, wise, right? You would do like one giant breakfast, then you wouldn't eat for 16 hours. So, oh, you'd have to, uh, okay. So you do like lunch, not eat for 16 hours, then it's breakfast, then you don't eat for 16 hours, and it's dinner. Oh, Let me simplify. You eat whatever you want, but like, it's not, you're a, it's not, a, <laughs> it's not a constant rotation where it's, so basically like, uh, an, an example would be you, you eat from 4 p.m. to like 10 p.m. Then you stop. And then you don't eat until 4 p.m. the next day. That's oh, the simplified okay. way to put it. That's like what I've done my whole life, and I never realized that it was like a thing. Yeah, it's a good that for people it. do. That, yeah, and that's yeah. why I'm like thin. Yeah. Are we just talking about mm -hmm. fasting? Yes. Do you fast yeah. with your incense? Today I'm fasting. I don't fast. <laughs> I, I go on hiatus from my incense. Okay. Yeah. I just run from the cops. I take breaks. <laughs> that's a, that's a Whenever UPS is late for delivery, Have you ever I am without incense for a couple of weeks. Have Aww. you ever been, not been in shape? 
Have I ever not? Yeah, when I was a kid, I was all chubby. I was a horrible athlete. Really? Yes. Is your brother athletic? Yeah. Yeah. He got. <laughs> I, he got the He got the motherfucker. <laughs> Why did I answer that honest, <laughs> earnestly? Yeah, like, yeah, oh, he's asking. <laughs> oh, that's a good. Yeah, I'll answer that genuinely. You fucking dick. <laughs> Jesus, who can lift more? Fuck you. <laughs> He's two seconds from calling me a fat fuck. He's no. like, listen, Sam Tarley. <laughs> no. Oh man, no. That's you're not athletic. That's so funny. I, I'd say like I'm fit, but not athletic. Like I can't throw a ball, but I can do a lot of push-ups. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that makes sense. Sounds like Chris. What's that? No, I'm the opposite. <laughs> I can throw the hell out of a ball, but yeah, yeah. Never had a real high bench. Press I'm like, track. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So okay, so no uh, no athleticism. Yeah. <laughs> no, let's Thank get into you. your mindset. Though. Yes, I wanted to <laughs> highlight that. No, yeah. I, you you seem to be mathematical or at least methodical in your pro approach to how you're going about everything. You have goals lined up. You're very particular about your body, taking care now, of things. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to bring it back in. <laughs> don't analyze me while I'm analyzing you. <laughs> so anything else that we don't know about you that you're into and very knowledgeable about? Uh, I love the guitar. You're oh. full of shit. What do you mean? Why would you say that? I've never seen you play a guitar. I'm an I, I'm I, I'm decent at the electric. I, I'm I'm a big fan of the blues, like uh, Jimi Hendrix, Stevie Ray Vaughan, Albert King, Freddie King. Uh, All right, he wasn't joking. All right, yeah, I'm, so, a, I'm always on guard. Like, where's this going? Yeah. Like, I can't play the pretty acoustic shit that like girls like, but I can like listen to like, <laughs> yeah, I can listen to like some like old blue like dun -dun 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 and no play shit. over it. Yeah, like the pentatonic scale. Oh, I love nice. it. it it's it's amazing. It's a good city to be in. You're in St. Louis. You can go see all that. Do you go to live shows? No. You're working all the time. I'm always doing... Yeah. I'm just a narcissist comic. <laughs> That's mm. okay. I'm always curious about that, too. I feel weird inviting our friends that are comics out because I'm like... All of you guys are always working so much and doing that. Like I'd it's, be down. You, <laughs> thanks, you never man. Invite me yeah, out. Yeah. I feel weird inviting <laughs> everyone. I'm like, whoa! Thanks, I didn't Chris. realize you did that. But, it's, but you, you literally work all the time. And if yeah. it's like, if there's a free evening, I just, I don't know if I should text you or not, Nathan. I mean, it's one of those things, you know. It seems like you know you shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. You've there literally you never it. texted me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want, you want I'm to literally hit always free. <laughs> Travis, don't believe him. I don't text you either, really anymore. No, you don't. Yeah. Dog shit. That's, yeah. Yeah, we text Jeff and Chris. We keep up. You yeah. all are left Good out. For you guys. Fuck yeah. you. <laughs> Too bad. We don't hang out, but Dude. we just send selfies to each other. First of all, awesome to have you in. Can't say. What are you checking out? Just seeing. Oh, Sam? Uh, he's probably liking his Facebook. girlfriend's Facebook picture. Right Jeff sent me pictures of him doing yoga the other day. He's in his own world. Naked? Joke. Yeah. <laughs> so, sorry, I have to defend myself. No, it was a funny, funny joke because we had talked on the pod about how I did naked yoga, so I sent Carly a picture of my screen, like of YouTube Dick. on my TV, then I sent her a picture of like my thigh, like my oh. knee to mid-thigh, and then it was a selfie with a middle finger. So it was a nice oh, progression so of sweet not naked yoga. I'm gonna I text. I'm gonna text. Uh, we're talking about texting, so I just thought of something. I'm gonna text Chris. I'm gonna text you something. Why are you standing? Because oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get my phone out of my pocket. And it's I like have, a slow motion. I don't buy Jenny's skinny jeans, but by the time you wash them a few times, they turn into them, and then people think you're a hipster. Right. But no, I just I, I, just, keep, I, just, I just keep gaining weight. I'm hygienic. <laughs> Why are you wear those skinny jeans? Uh, well, they weren't last week. All right, I'm fat. I gotta text you something, Chris. That's, oh God, what is this? All right, because this is. By the way, do you enjoy my homoerotic text? It's funny because yes. Chris will be like, "Hey man, uh, you still on for 11? I'll be like, "Thanks, baby," and put like a well, that eggplant that's a really yes. a dick. Yeah. Mm. No, I, I like that. You will the get there where, penis. where I send this with the snake emoji back. I look forward because Chris is always texting because he's always doing business and I'm looking forward to you sending that to like a very important sponsor. Really <laughs> sending that, that like the snake text? Yeah, the snake yeah. text. It's, also, a it's all coiled up. It doesn't look like what, a dick. Yeah, come on. It, there's more there's like, insinuation oh, behind it. Also, you're a grown-ass man. Start sending the dragon. Oh. That makes oh, way more the sense. Egg, nice. The eggplant is 
is a penis, though. That's it exactly what it is. I thought that is. was a penis. That's what they look like, right? There's now nine yes. people on this podcast, and I feel bad about this, but I have to jump in <laughs> about this right now. The unicorn. The unicorn is uh, the right dick emoji because it's pointing, and it's like, but it's exciting, right? Like, who wouldn't want to get a unicorn? A unicorn is way more magical than a penis. I yes, do not yes, agree. Yes, I know. That's why you upsell, and then they're already there, and it's like, yeah, I'm here. Jeff, we're going to have to help you. What the fuck is this podcast? <laughs> no, I don't know. So, Nate, a unicorn is a gay man's penis. Nathan, oh. thank you, thank you so much for the text you and just that, sent me. And that was not offense; that was a compliment. That really. was a compliment. Yeah, congrats. <laughs> to the gays. Yeah. To the gay. Oh, I love gay people. Oh I, I make little gay jokes because I I believe in real equality. If you're gonna shield a group of people from jokes, that's the real offensive thing. I point. completely yeah. agree. PC you, is is not the way to be. Hey, there it is. It's true bigotry. <laughs> Victimizing groups of people is is I think that's asinine and it's offensive. I completely agree. That's why you should make fun of them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously, we've watched you navigate crowds where you do take it one place or the other and yeah. you see the groan start happening or whatever, but it's always done. And that's what you tell. Whenever you see a shitty comic get up and like try and drop the N-word or Thanks. something, it's it's really strange because somebody like yourself, yeah. you do a good job of navigating it and doing oh, it correctly. Yeah. When I say the N word, it's right, it's right. spot on. Right. Man. Did I miss that shit <laughs> earlier in the no. day? I must have missed that. He's one. getting his Ozark material ready. Right ah. Yeah, exactly. I gotta win him over. So everybody, listen. <laughs> now uh, I came from St. Louis. I just you came know, from St. Louis. It's nice to be down here know. where it's pure. <laughs> and then what I feel like is the new slur, like you know, next to. Ferguson. <laughs> yeah. Wait, when did that nice town become a slur? You were rude. Uh, so, oh man, yeah, we don't even. I don't even want to open that one up. I'm like, dude, I'm just north of. Fer I grew up right by I, Ferguson. as well. Downtown like Ferguson's a, a lovely place. Yeah, it's there's nothing wrong with. Right. It's very old. It's it's got that. Uh, what's that Saint Ferdinand? Yes. Area. It's uh -huh. like old town. It's just it's really pretty. Old. Yeah. Yeah. Nathan, thanks for coming in, man. Yeah, thank you. I, I could go another two hours with you. We got to get you out of here. You got to get to the Ozarks. I do. I Well, yeah. And I had a lot of fun. Good. I didn't realize I was doing this for, well, it was like 40 minutes. Yeah. Let's do it oh, again, really? man. I loved it, man. I hope uh, I was uh, not too awful. No, you're okay. I got to I got to show you that I'm I'm, I'm doing my not confident right. nervous thing from That's a, it's funny cuz I know he does this to like girls when he's talking to them, I bet too. I'm and not I'm like, that good. I feel like I feel like I'm good I'm worth Nathan acting like he's not worth being. You know what I mean when mm -hmm. I'm saying that? Yeah. I get to see a peek inside. Yeah. Dude, how do we follow you on Twitter? Twitter? All right. So not because of my comedy, but because of my brother, there are several fake Nathan Ortons. Oh, God. So I can't, That's so funny. It's so it's pathetic. Sad, and all the bro was like, Randy Orton's little brother. Are you serious? And it's a picture of me. It's some Wait, seven year old. No way. Are you for real? Oh, dude. Oh, oh my God. I did not know this. This is hilarious. This. Oh, there's actually fake profiles of me. What? And it's disturbing. He actually needs a blue check mark. You need to get verified. I need it. I tried. I, I submitted for it and uh, no response. I think I'm going to have to wait a month wow. and do it again. Yeah. Wait a fucking I would be heated. Oh, I'm really. Because that was part I've of my explanation. An, I've tagged an imposter of you on Instagram like four times. And I don't even have an Instagram. Right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> All right. I, I got to. Okay. Oh, that is. I'm that searching is, that's got to be so. It's uncomfortable. It's it, absolutely. All right, just start scrolling and just notice oh, how every hey. second or third one's. It's it, you can tell it's my picture. It's my name. So <laughs> my oh Twitter. Oh my god, that is so it's awkward. It's fucking disturbing. So my my Twitter is at Orton underscore Nathan. Had to get that real was specific. Loud. Yeah. So and I realize at this point it's like oh no one can remember that. <laughs> I know. So it's I'm not gonna ever have a lot of Twitter followers. <laughs> so I've been sabotaged by my fucking. These lemming mother... Yeah, just bad pictures of me from college with, like, a shaved head. I look like a white supremacist. And just... And my fucking... Do you see that? Look at that fucking jacket I had. That's when I was hood. Do you see that shit? All this, this shit's set in stone, oh, man. Oh, yes. Yeah, people think I'm an asshole. Oh, that's great. Oh, God. That, that is, like, that... Loki is like my worst nightmare, like uh, a shittier version of a, my already shitty self out there. Yes. I'm not even doing this right. You're going to fuck it up yeah, all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, I'm already sucking ass out here. Why the fuck are you <laughs> ruining my shitty? Oh, what the hell is going on? I, would, uh, yeah. I feel for you. I'm so sorry. It's fine. Uh. I just need a blue check mark. I need to convince them. 
So one way or the other, <laughs> I don't know. I sent them links to newspapers I was in and the helium site and the fight. Yeah, I was. I went back ten years. To say, Here's me, nineteen years old, beating someone up. Please give me a check mark, like it was a threat. And I even included. I have all these fake profiles. So that's like the number one reason I should right. get a blue check mark. Right. This yeah. is, I'm the guy that all these. Yeah. <sighs> we'll help you through oh, this man. battle. <laughs> I need a blue check mark. Uh, other than Bravo. the Ozarks coming up, were uh, upcoming shows. Upcoming shows um, in St. So, okay, let me pull this up. So next Thursday, uh, that would be the, yes, at the Improv Shop, I'm doing Thursday, August 31st. <laughs> I know I'm so bad at plugging no, myself. Uh, Kelsey McClure is putting on a show for Planned Parenthood. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm going to go, right. I'm going to do some abortion jokes. <laughs> and then uh, the next night I'm on Jovan Bibbs's show at the Laugh Lounge. That's oh, Friday. Okay. Nice. I actually so, talked to him. I We should have him in here. He's, he's, uh, he's awesome. Yeah. Inc incredibly funny, super, super nice guy. And just a genuine, he's just got a strong presence. The Lives dude, in New York. Right? Alpha male, man. Right? Yeah. He's in New York. He's from St. Louis. Yes. We've talked on Facebook a couple of times. We've he's, never he's met awesome. in person. Awesome it's a weird dude. thing. Super nice, super funny. Definitely awesome. get to, yeah. Very good. Anything else down the line? Just for laughs? You're going to keep us in uh, in line with that? I'll let you know when I'm on there. Okay. Thanks, buddy. And uh, I'll let you know when I'm at Helium. Thank That's you. That's right. Absolutely. We are live. Thanks, Nathan. Thank you. Hit it, Sam! It's my birthday Monday. It's your... Now tuned in to the Free Play Media Podcast Network.